Welcome to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to O's Corner. I'm your host, Onyi, and I am so grateful to be here with all of you in this time and place, in this virtual space, in all the spaces across all dimensions, across time, past, present, future. Linear time is an illusion, is a construct that we utilize in order to maintain some sort of semblance of control. But really, once we recognize that everything is happening here and now, past, present, future, are all existing now, then it gives us the ability to really swim in the multi-dimensionality of life, to recognize the multi-dimensionality of ourselves, really being all that we are anything that we are in any given moment, moving in the direction of our preference, moving in the direction of our highest vibration of our joy. So I'm just grateful. I'm joyful to be here. And as always, let us begin by taking a moment to ground, to center, to recognize, to acknowledge, to be in gratitude. Gratitude first and foremost for ourselves our higher selves, all of ourselves. I'm so grateful that we chose to be here during this time as we are, as the reflections that we are, to help each other remember all of ourselves. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for this time. I'm grateful for and I acknowledge our ancestors, my individual ancestors, your ancestors, our collective ancestors, our non-human ancestors, everything that came before us, everything that paved away, everything that we are. We are the ancestors. We are our future generations. Again, past, present, future all exist now. So I thank all of it now. Thank you to whatever came before us, allowing us to be here in this moment, reflecting to us choices, reflecting to us ways of being, reflecting to us perspectives that we get to perpetuate, continue, or to transform, holding space for that transformation and paving a way for the future, future versions of ourselves, future generations outside of ourselves so that they may be who they are. They may remember their power, their love, their joy, their peace thanking the directions, the east, the west, the north, the south, above, below, all of the directions. As we take any step, as we move, as we shift, the directions are shifting with us. Thank you for holding space. Thank you to the elements and elementals. Thank you for your vibrations, for your frequencies, for what you are, for what you do, for supporting us. And may we see our reflections in you. May we know those elemental energies within us. I thank you. Thanking the beings in the plant, mineral and animal kingdoms. All of the beings. Everything. Thank you for your existence, for your display, your reflection. The fact that you are what you are. Period. And you are in the peace and joy of that. 
and may we look upon you and remember the elements of you within us and remember the peace that we can have by being truly who we are. I thank you. Thank you to everything on earth, everything outside of earth. Thank you to the universe, the multiverse, the all that is, existence, the infinite, everything. I'm so grateful for this co-creation, this co-reflection, this coexistence. May I be at peace in the chaos of it all. May I know that within the chaos, it ultimately leads to peace and to evolution and to growth and enlightenment. May we lighten up. May we release what is not ours. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Ashe. So today's the first Friday of the month. Happy April, my birthday month. Woohoo! April 27th is my birthday, and I will be turning 39. So it's interesting to consider how we look at birthdays and the point at which we start counting and that we start tracking, again, the idea of linear time. So it's like, well, to me, you know, I've been on this earth longer than 39 years. So is it really that I'm starting my 39th year or am I ending my 39th year and starting my 40th year or something in between? That's really interesting to consider. And just to make it simple for myself, I just, you know, I stick to our standard convention of birthdays and I will be turning 39. And as I've mentioned before, I'm a quasi numerologist. So three plus nine is equal to 12. One plus two is equal to three. And three is such an interesting number. We see a lot of things in threes, that energy of the Trinity, that energy of the triangle, the triangle being the first stable shape when we look at it geometrically. So that idea of stability in the tradition that I practice, three is associated with a few different deities, different energies, the energy of the crossroads, the energy of change, the energy of the opening and closing of doors, Eshu. One of the numbers Eshu manifests through is three. One of the numbers that Ogun, the energy of the blacksmith, of technology, of innovation, of connection, of having a pure heart, of breakthrough. One of the numbers that Ogun manifests through is number three as well. So that idea of breaking through, and I definitely feel like doors are closing, doors are opening. I'm breaking through a lot of different things myself. I feel like I've entered into this space of the unknown in stronger ways than I have experienced in the past. And just feeling like I'm kind of starting fresh in some ways. You know, it's an interesting place to be in to be the adult that I am, the quote adult that I am at this certain age, having whatever experiences that I've had and to come to a place of somewhat of a standstill, of a reset, of starting from scratch and really doing the work to lean into that, to surrender to that and to not resist it because I sure have had a lot of resistance to it because my mind is unfamiliar with it. It wants to grasp what it knows and what it's familiar with, what it's used to. And because a lot of that is slipping away, there's this element of lack of control. 
this element of, oh my gosh, do I know anything? <laughs> like what, what is going on for me? What, you know, what am I doing? What am I good at? What do I know? What am I contributing? And, you know, how, how am I starting from scratch? What, just a lot of questions for me. And that's an interesting place to be in. And I, too, continue to navigate really finding balance and grounding, surrendering to it watching any resistance that comes up, moving through the resistance. And so it's, I'm a work in progress like everybody, like all of us. But I am looking forward to this birthday. I'm looking forward to this time. I look forward to any time in my life, no matter what the time is. Again, for me, it's like we're being reborn every moment. So, you know, every day can be considered our rebirth day. And to have the specific marker according to you know our calendar year it is interesting and again that time for me of the opening and closing of doors you know what ideas did I have about myself that are dissolving that are no longer relevant ideas that pertain to me ideas that maybe didn't pertain to me but that I held on to that I utilized to generate whatever emotions to then feel whatever actions that I took, you know, really sitting with all of that, letting all of that go. And that's actually interesting because one of the cards that I pulled today, I was seeking additional guidance for what to share during this episode, which I have a specific topic to go over. But what I wanted to touch upon was this idea of letting go. And I spoke about On the last episode, just difference, doing something different. What do you need to let go of in order to allow for the newness to really settle, to really root, to really ground within you? And so it was just interesting to have this continuation of that energy of letting go. So I figured I'd carry a bit of that message over, but through the reflection that this card letting go is, and the image is of some lotus petals that are on top of or just hovering over some water and there are water droplets on these lotus leaves and the water droplets are trickling down the leaves and they are hitting the water below it's like a river or lake or some body of water and creating this ripple effect And just this beautiful imagery of the water being let go of, the surrendering of the drops into the larger pool of of water. So that's kind of the image there. And the number that's associated with this card is the number eight, and this is the Osho Zen tarot deck. And I'll read the description in the book, and you can just kind of let that marinate in whatever ways it needs to. So this is the letting go card. In this image of lotus leaves in the early morning, we can see in the rippling of the water that one drop has just fallen. It is a precious moment, and one that is full of poignancy. In surrendering to gravity and slipping off the leaf, the drop loses its previous identity and joins the vastness of the water below. We can imagine that it must have trembled before it fell, just on the edge between the known and the unknowable. To choose this card is a recognition that something is finished, something is completing, whatever it is, a job, a relationship, a home you have loved, anything that might have helped you to define who you are. 
it is time to let go of it, allowing any sadness but not trying to hold on. Something greater is awaiting you. New dimensions are there to be discovered. You are past the point of no return now, and gravity is doing its work. Go with it. It represents liberation. And then on the other side of the description, there is more. And it says, in existence, there is nobody who is superior and nobody who is inferior. The blade of grass and the great star are absolutely equal. But man wants to be higher than others. He wants to conquer nature. Hence, he has to fight continuously. All complexity arises out of this fight. The innocent person is one who has renounced fighting, who is no longer interested in being higher, who is no longer interested in performing, in proving that he is someone special, who has become like a rose flower or like a dewdrop on the lotus leaf, who has become part of this infinity, who has melted, merged, and become one with the ocean and is just a wave, who has no idea of the I. This disappearance of the I is innocence. Hmm. Yep. Letting go, letting go, surrendering to the newness, surrendering to the recognition that we are all connected and part of this magnificent sphere of existence, this never-ending, limitless, no-boundary, expansive there's so many different words to even describe it it's like there's too many words and there's not enough words it's so interesting but that idea of just letting go letting go letting go and one of the main messages that was coming through before i even pulled that card was specifically around words around our language and really letting go of the words we use, the language that we, that we use, <laughs> the words, the language, the words that comprise the language, however you want to look at it, but just really shifting the ways in which we use our language, how we describe things outside of us, how we describe things within us, how we describe ourselves. You know, we utilize language in this iteration of our existence as human beings. We utilize it to construct our reality. You know, words have power. And I don't even know if it's that the, I mean, the words have their own specific energy, their vibrations, the intonation, the letterings, the shaping of our mouths when we speak words or when we sign specific concepts in whatever ways we utilize our body to convey language, to convey concepts, to convey ideas, those motions, those movements, those sounds, the vibrations, the combination of it all, the singularity of some aspects of it, those have their own essence and their own vibration and their own, their own beingness outside of us. And then adding our own intention, adding our own beliefs, adding our own conditioning, adding our own whatever we want to call it, just adds another element to it. 
So in what ways are we utilizing our language to keep ourselves stuck? In what ways are we utilizing our language to not allow for something different? In what ways are we utilizing our language to maintain negative energy? To maintain a connection to the past, past versions of us as if they are the current present version of us? In what ways do we speak about what has occurred in the past in ways to, again, identify ourselves with the past version? You know, when looking at some of the languaging around painful or traumatic experiences and also happy experiences. I mean, it's really all experiences across the board you know, the language that we use can oftentimes maintain this attachment to feeling the euphoria of those happy moments or feeling the despair of those sad moments. And we use language such as, you know, this happened to me. I was traumatized or I was really joyful or all these things. And I wonder to what degree we would maintain the constant recognition of our newness in every moment if we were to say, the past version of me experienced that trauma. The past version of me experienced that joy. The past version of me experienced whatever that past version experienced or whatever those past versions experienced. There's not just one singular past version of us. There are an infinite number of past versions of us that have their own experiences and those experiences belong specifically and solely to those versions and really have nothing to do with us outside of having provided some sort of information, wisdom, or anything else for us in this present moment to look upon, to draw upon as a source of understanding as a source of support in making whatever decisions this present version of us needs to make. You know, rather than looking at those past versions and using our language in such a way to refer to the past versions as completely separate beings for us to witness those past versions and say, okay, this past version of me experienced this and based on their experience, this current version of me is learning this and I'm going to use the lessons that I've learned from that past version in order to make whatever decisions I need to make in this moment. I'm going to recognize that any time that I am triggered or a trigger occurs, I can shift it and consider that it's a past version of me coming up to be healed and that me in this present version, I get to reflect to that past version what it looks like to come from a place of power, a place of joy, a place of peace, and utilizing our language to describe that actual process and to describe that actual experience in such a way that we are maintaining the sovereignty of this current version of us and the sovereignty of the past version of us and also calling upon or making space for the future version of us that also is sovereign, also is having its own experiences now. How are we using our language to, again, keep ourselves stuck? 
or move ourselves forward, keep ourselves in the present moment. Really sit with the ways in which you use your language. And I know it can seem as if doing that is being extra careful or cautious or paranoid in some ways. And if you choose to see it that way, if you choose to describe it that way, then that's what it's going to be. And you can choose to describe it and see it as I'm being very attentive and aware of the ways in which I utilize my language to construct my my reality. And having that level of awareness really kicks something off within your being. To me, it increases your frequency and your vibration. It allows you to become a more sharp, a more precise channel and antenna. You're really starting to hone in on the subtle ways in which you yourself alter your vibration. You yourself, again, you create your experiences through your words. You know, when I look at the construction of our realities and our experiences, you know, the way that I, that's coming to me right now, you know, it's this triad, again, looking at the number three, looking at the triangle, you know, you first have the thought, the idea, the concept, right? And then the second layer or the second point of the triangle is speaking the words. So you're taking it from that more etheric, mental space and then adding a vibration to it that gives it a more visceral experience because that vibration is striking through every single part of your being and everything outside of you all the molecules outside of you all of the molecules in just the trees and the ground and just everything outside of you is vibrating against what you have put out into the atmosphere So it's almost like, you know, you have a witnessing happening, a reverberation happening, and it's bouncing off of those different elements and bouncing back to you. So you've given it kind of that second point of life. And then after that, because now that vibration is resonating through you and resonating outside of you, oftentimes taking action to then make that come to life in an even more embodied way through your physical body, through the action you take, you've completed that triangle of creating your experience. It's such an interesting way to look at it. And it's, (laughs) that's kind of an interesting way that I downloaded it. But that, that idea of the thoughts to the words, to the actions. So if you have a certain thought that is not in alignment with you, you can absolutely close the door to that thought becoming, you know, the second level of manifestation through words by using your words to transmute it, to transform it. And then as you speak those words, transforming the thoughts, then the actions you take will continue to transform if they are in alignment with the words that you've used to transform the thought. Really consider it that way. Again, these are just perspectives for you to choose to strategically help you to shift your experiences. If you have a negative thought, you know, and it's a friend of mine was sharing with me 
something she said about herself in a, a correspondence with someone else and basically called herself dumb or something. I can't even remember exactly what she said without looking back at the correspondence. And it just reminded me of the messages that I've gotten many times from my priest, his priest, even looking back at my my mom growing up, I used to remember her really coming down on us or really, you know, expressing her her disappointment, not even disappointment, but her anger, <laughs> funny enough, her anger towards us using, calling ourselves names, calling ourselves names, calling other people names, whether they were people that we had access to, like our friends or anyone else, or even celebrities that we saw on TV on any certain program. And people, we, we so easily and casually just spew out these things like, oh, that blankety blank, blank, blank person, fill in the blank with whatever, <laughs> whatever disparaging words you can think of from, you know, what you consider the most benign to the most vicious and how we, our society, our modern day humanity is so accustomed to just basically cursing people cursing ourselves, disparaging ourselves, disparaging other people. And sometimes we'll play it off as a joke. We weren't that serious. Whatever we use as an excuse to, you know, to try to smoothen what we, I think on some level, maybe many levels, recognize is discordant with how our spirits really want to operate in this existence. I don't know. It just it's interesting to really think about that. And it just, again, reminded me. So what, you know, my friend had said reminded me of just different teachings from those different individuals. And even speaking about my priest and his priest, you know, something that was said to me when I was on my trip in Nigeria was You know, be careful of just how you speak about people, even if they do something that you are disappointed by or, you know, you're questioning what's going on with them, you know, rather than saying, you know, what's wrong with you? Just, you know, using negative terminology or disparaging remarks and kind of flipping it. (laughs) And it sounded kind of interesting at the time. And, you know, when you think about it, it's like, okay, that would be an odd way of saying it. But it would be such an odd way of saying it that if you were to say it to someone, it would cause them to like stop in their tracks. So imagine instead of saying, what's wrong with you? You say, hey, you know, why are you not acting in your integrity? Can you imagine? Or like, don't you want to be a truthful person? Don't you want to be a kind person? Imagine if you said that to someone. I mean, what are they going to be like? No. Or when you ask them why they're not in their integrity, are they going to be like, because I don't want to be, it would literally stop them in their tracks. And they, it almost is like when you use the positive statement or a positive question or, you know, use positive words when you are questioning someone's negative behavior, it forces them to think to consider to be in the energy of that positivity. It's actually quite fascinating. 
Because oftentimes our go-to is to combat negativity with negativity. Someone acts, you know, in their lack of integrity, it annoys us. We're, you know, in our feelings or whatever we feel about it. And then we want to continue that thread of negativity. But if you're able to stop in that moment, ground center, and then flip it using positive words, you've transmuted it for yourself. And then what you carry out as far as the vibration and the words and the tones and everything that you put out into the atmosphere is that positive energy. It strikes that person who they themselves, because they've been acting out of alignment or acting within the negative energy, it kind of causes this disruption within them where it makes them stop what they're doing and really consider their next their next action, their next response, whatever it is. And they still may choose to collapse back into negativity, but it won't be without some sort of break in the continuity. Like you have actually shifted something by changing the language. That's such a trip to me. So really consider the language you use towards yourself. Be mindful. Again, my, my Baba always says, don't hex yourself. All this self-hexing, all this negative talk. Oh, I'm, I'm so stupid. I'm so this. Why do I have to be this way? What I, you know, every time you think that, I encourage you to take up the practice of counteracting that thought again with a positive thought. You know, even if you are looking back at past versions of you. Again, see, when you're like, I was so X, Y, Z when I did that. One, you are disparaging yourself. You are hexing yourself. And two, you're reconnecting yourself to past versions of you that are not you. So you're doing a few different things to keep yourself stuck in that instance. So really start paying super attention to the ways in which you speak about yourself, first and foremost. And anytime a memory comes up of something you've done in the past, Say, wow, okay, this version of me made that choice. Okay, I get to look to see how is that choice in alignment with them? How did it support them? How did it take them into a direction that they preferred or didn't prefer to go into? And give gratitude. I thank that past version of me for having that experience, for making that choice, because it is giving this present version of me the opportunity to reflect the opportunity to learn, to transmute that information into knowledge, that knowledge into wisdom, to take actions that support and will nurture future version of me. And consider that the more you shift your language and therefore paving the way for your actions to shift, you will circle back or triangle back perhaps and shift your thoughts and your thinking so that the initiation of that process in and of itself shifts to where you're having less and less of those negative thoughts. Or when you have those negative thoughts, when those negative thoughts are coming into your periphery, when they're coming into, when they're in the, they're just in the ethers and your consciousness is kind of like pinging against them and experiencing them, you'll be able to really sit as a witness more and more versus getting wound up and collapsing into this idea of like, oh, I always think negatively. My thoughts are just, you know, they're beyond my control. I can't help what I think. 
you'll be able to sit with that and even shift the language around that and say, okay, there goes a thought. It's not mine, but my mind is experiencing it. It is crossing through, it is passing through. And I know that I have the ability to transform it. I have the ability to not allow it to take hold in me. I have the ability to not allow it to get any further than the thought. And I can basically do so without speaking or I can specifically and intentionally use my words in order to transmute that thought. So the thought comes of I'm, I'm stupid, I'm unintelligent. So then you, you experience a thought, you witness a thought, and then you with your mouth or with your hands or with your writing in any ways that you convey language, that you communicate, hey, wow, I'm an intelligent person. I have access to all of my intelligences. I know how to learn. Really shift how you use your words, how you use your language, how you communicate. What do you need to let go of when it comes to your language, when it comes to how you communicate, what you communicate, what needs to be let go of so that you can allow for the newness again to step through, to come through? What is that? What is that? Use that language, that vibration. Use that as a strategic tool. Language constructs our reality, or at least that's how we use it now. So you can absolutely construct the reality you prefer. Be the example of what you prefer using the language as one of the tools Be that. As you shift your language, you shift your actions, you shift your thoughts. As you have those three working together in this constant shifting, constant transmutation, constant, this, this process of alchemy. You are doing a process of alchemy by being attentive, by being aware, by being strategic, shift that and the more you shift that within yourself the more you will start to recognize all the things that you hear outside of you that are not in vibrational alignment with you and you can work to shift that as you hear it or choose not to even engage with it if you don't need to it's that constant shifting that constant refining that constant fine-tuning that constant purification and not purity in some conditioned, sanitized way, some colonial, moralistic ways, but really the purity of chipping away at what is not in vibrational alignment with you. Chip away at the language you utilize in whatever language you speak, in whatever ways you convey language, chip away at the way you do so that is not serving you that is creating a reality that you do not prefer that is perpetuating a reality that you do not prefer doesn't matter if a lot of people are saying some specific catchphrase or using a specific hashtag flip it 
do something different. You don't have to buy into it just because everyone else is and see how your energy shifts in light of that. Step into your courage to be different, to speak differently, to convey differently, to communicate differently, to use words differently. Step into the power that is you in all ways. Hmm. I'm so grateful for the messages that came through on this first Friday of April, again, my birthday month. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be in this space and to be a conduit for the messages. And I thank, first and foremost, again, my higher self. I thank your higher self for showing up, for being here, for listening. For listening. Thank you to my ancestors for listening, for being here, for supporting, for holding space, for paving the way. All of our ancestors, the ancestors of this land, the lands that we are all on. Thanking the directions, thanking the elements and elementals, thanking the beings in the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms for everything that you teach us. The ways in which you communicate and create your existence and your reality, a reality that is just you being what you are in every way. May we learn to communicate as you do in the purity of who we are. Thanking everything on earth, everything outside of earth. Thank you for this coexistence. I'm in such gratitude. I pray that we all speak in ways that uplift us, that remind us of our power, our beauty, our love, our joy, our sweetness. Ashe. Until next time, thank you so much for joining me. You've been listening to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Want to know more about Onyi? Log on to onyi.love. That's O-N-Y-I dot love. Thanks for listening.